0: So I was sitting alone at lunch and I think that's just a rite of passage when you're the new kid at school and I was the new kid at Escanaba Public High School in Michigan's beautiful Upper Peninsula. When I was 13 my family moved from Indiana to Michigan and Michigan had always been a haven for us. My grandparents had built a cabin there. We spent every summer there when we were kids and so I was thrilled to be moving. But it turned out being the new kid was a little different than idyllic summers I'd spent during my childhood. Uh, this was complicated to the fact that I was struggling with the question of how, when, or if to come out as gay. And I remember some of my rationales for staying in the closet were made a little more sense than others. Uh, I actually genuinely remember thinking that, what if I came out as gay and told everyone, but then I realized that I actually did like girls in the end. Uh, and then i have to, like, come out as straight, and that's messy. Um, <laughs> but I also didn't see much of a future for myself as a gay person. Uh, our state representative came to school and told us that marriage should stay between a man and a woman. Um, No one I knew of at the time was gay. Uh, Our president was uh, echoing those same sentiments, and gay was the most common slur thrown around the hallway at school. Uh, So I stayed in the closet, and while everyone else was talking about boys and girls and dating, uh, I just pretended like it didn't interest me, like I was just an asexual alien of some kind. Um, And... Pretending that puberty just didn't happen takes a lot of willpower. (laughs) Like, you know, staying calm while your hair's on fire kind of willpower. So, you know, I I reached a breaking point eventually. Uh, I remember my junior year, uh, a female friend of mine had asked me out, and she wrote me a note, asked me out to be her, her date for a dance. And... I remember thinking how ridiculous it was that I had to lie to her and mislead her like I've been doing to everyone my whole life about something so basic and fundamental, and I just knew that I shouldn't have to. So I wrote a little note of my own back to her, and I said, I'm sorry, Amber, but I'm gay and I can't go to the dance with you as your date. (laughs) She went home sick for the rest of the day, uh, suddenly taken ill, apparently. Um, but that was a turning point for me, and it was very empowering to come out. And every chance I got to speak about an issue or write a paper, I would choose uh, marriage equality. But at the same time, I was still fielding questions from friends and, and, and people around me, questions like, how can we legalize immorality and, but don't gay people spread diseases? So my senior year, despite that, um, I'm happy to report that I was eating lunch at a table full of wonderful friends. And uh, I was walking down the hall one day, and a friend of mine told me that, uh, hey, I, I nominated you for Homecoming King. Uh, now, Homecoming King is the highest title in the land in, in high school. <laughs> um, so I was immediately horribly embarrassed. Um, you know, I, I just knew I had uh, no chance of winning and how foolish I'd look. Um, You know, I'd say my name recognition at the time was somewhere between Andrew Yang and Tom Steyer. So I wasn't a complete unknown, but I definitely wasn't going to win. Now, the winner of the election is announced during the halftime of the football game. Uh, So before the football game, there's the homecoming parade, and um, they put the king and queen candidates on the back of uh, convertibles, and we cruise down Escanaba's long main street, and you wave at everyone, and uh, we're passing all these places that I've grown to know really well, uh, like the Ferdinand's Mexican restaurant where my friends and I ate, and the St. Vincent's DePaul store where we would look for cheap, cool clothes. And we passed the 8th Street Coffee House, where I had one of my first dates uh, with my boyfriend during senior year at the time. And uh, one of the other candidates is in front of me on, on his convertible, and uh, he's a football player, and we're at the end of the parade route, and we're turning down a side street, and on the corner of that street is this pickup that's just overflowing with football players. And they're all screaming their heads off for this, this guy in front of me and just cheering. And uh, as I go by, they go silent because they're, they're not there for me. Um, and uh, I just remember my stomach sank, and I remember feeling a little jealous of them, uh, how male friendship seemed to come so easily to them, and their sexuality was celebrated and open, not something that they had to hide and, and feel ashamed of most of their lives. So the night of the game comes, and uh, you know all the candidates um, and their escorts, uh, most of them parents, and my mom was my escort, were all gathered in some kind of a shed before the game, and I'm feeling nervous. And uh, one of the other the mothers of one of the other candidates, she seems very confident that her son will win. Uh, and I couldn't have agreed with her more. Um, uh, you know, I almost voted for him. So, um, but we, we come out of the shed and in front of us is the football field. And the stands are full of people and they're cheering and the bright lights are shining down. And there's these two rows of flag girls uh, that we have to walk between up to the stands. And, it was so beautiful. I had never been on a football field like that before, and, uh, or at all. And we, we, we walk between the flag girls, and then we all line up in front of the stands. Um, and my mom and I are walking arm in arm, and I just turned to her and I said, this is so fun, and it just felt so crazy that we were doing this, this whole thing. And we're lined up in front of the stands there waiting, and um, it happened so quickly that I think I miss it. And they say, your homecoming king is Elijah Haynes. And they say, my name. And I think I looked like every Miss America that's ever won. <laughs> Genuinely shocked. And I hug my mom. We have this huge embrace. And they put this dollar store crown on my head. And they put a, a sash around my shoulders. And they take a picture of me and the queen for the town paper. And my parents and my friends were so happy and excited, and I never felt more like I had a home and like I had a place and, and maybe a, a future as well. And uh, to this day, my, uh, my dad still keeps the ticket to that game in his wallet, um, and that just, it just means everything to me. So, thank you.